Family, family, family. I have a very special episode for you all. And if you cannot tell by my voice, I'm very excited. This has been in the making for a while. And I'm so thankful for God for allowing it to happen, to finally happen. But listen, if you have never heard of Grambits, I'm glad you tuned in on this episode. This brother is an inspiration to Manny. He is an inspiration to me. And he has inspired me to start this podcast. But look, y'all, like I said, I I am so excited. But look, let's get into this episode. What's good, bro? Hey, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. How about you? Man, I'm alive. I'm alive. And that's what counts, right? I hear that, my friend. So tell me, bro, tell me about your podcast. Like, what inspired you to start your podcast? Um... Well, can you yeah, hear me? I can hear you. You're good. Okay, great. Um, honestly, um, so for a couple of years, I started these videos and um, on Facebook, believe it or not, when Facebook was a thing. And um, I would just post these inspirational messages and things like that. And then when Instagram came, I kind of pushed it over to Instagram and started recording these videos. And everyone was just like, yo, these videos are super dope. So, you know, podcast has been around for a little bit. And um, everybody was like, dude, you should definitely make a podcast. And I'm like, I don't even know what the heck that is, man. But um, so I started looking into it and I just figured, you know what, podcast would be, you know, a lot easier. Everybody can pull up a video. And then at the time, Instagram was kind of um, stopping how long your videos could go. Right. And so I was limited to like 30 seconds. And I talk a lot. So I was like, yeah, let me move over to this podcast. And honestly, the podcast gives me a little bit more freedom. Um, not only just to express different things, but creativity. Um, I'm, I'm a big media guy, so I get to add in music and fades and all this type of stuff. And then obviously with the whole graphic piece and everything. So um, the podcast, um, I had titled all of the videos that I did Graham Bits. And it was random because uh, my last name is Graham. And so uh, somebody came up to me, someone that I know was just like, dog, you and all these grandmas and stuff like that, and it's stuck. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to leave it like that. And um, the whole podcast for itself, man, is, is not just a Christian podcast, um, but it's a life, it's really a life podcast. And I know mostly I talk about God and things like that, but um, in the second season that I'm getting ready to start, we're going to get more into like lifestyle things and dealing with culture, but not so much like how the culture deals with culture. But just sharing my opinion on some different things and as well as some facts that I find, different things like that. So um, that's kind of really what the podcast is. I don't really care for the normal stuff, but I want to talk about things. I want to share things and engage with people on topics that really matter, stuff that really gets to the heart of people um, and help people heal. That's good. That's so good. You inspired me to make a podcast because I remember when I first started following you, and I saw the grand bits that you used to do. And I'm like, yo, this is this is deep. Wow. And this is good. Chill, man. <laughs> so I thought about it. And I originally started doing the YouTube channels. But the YouTube channels, I don't know, mm-hmm. I just wasn't getting in the feel. Like I told you, the video editing, it just wasn't for me. It took too long. And then when the, uh, the pandemic happened, it was hard to get people to come together to do a video with COVID and whatnot. So yeah. I prayed. I prayed. I'm like, God, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do it. And I had friends who was like, well, why don't you do a podcast? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do a podcast. You know, podcast isn't popular. Nobody's going to be on the podcast like that. And it was like, okay, well, make it popular. Make your podcast something that people's going to listen to. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, well, dang, Keenan has a podcast. And I love it. Like, I love, I listen to him. Uh, oh, man. Quarantine with Keen. Uh, all of them, like all the ones you had, I, I have listened to every single one of them. And I'm wow. like, dang, that is something I could do. So I, I kept praying about it and I started doing it and I started doing it. And it's just like, when I got up here, the feeling that you get when you're on your own, it's like your own show. You say what you want, yeah. what you want, you can inspire yeah. people, motivate people and all of that stuff. And it was just, from then on, it was just a all around good experience. Yeah. And I, I looked at yours, man, over 2000 listeners, bro. Like that's insane. 
Like that is super insane, man. Number one, I really appreciate you saying that I inspire you, man. Um, I will never take comments like that for granted ever. Um, I don't think of myself as some highly influential person or anything like that. So uh, comments like that always humble me, man. I, it's my prayer that they'll always humble me and that I never get too big. But your podcast, man, you've put out so many episodes. Man, sometimes. Episodes because of uh, procrastination. And I'm like, what do I want to talk about? I talked about that the last time and all this type of stuff. So it's always a struggle. But to see that you got well over like 15, 16, 20 different episodes, man, is insane, though. Like you've been pushing content out. And, um, the consistency, man. I want to applaud your consistency because it's hard sometimes being creative or being a creative. Um, but when you're a person who has so much to say, knowing how to put it out and when to put it out and how to say it and frame it and all that type of stuff. So I applaud you big time, bro. Like you, you really, you're pushing the envelope down there in Carolina, my friend. So big ups to you, man. Man, that makes me feel so good hearing that from you, bro. Because yeah, it's man. been hard. And the consistency, when I first started, everybody was like, you got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. I'm like, yo, this is hard. Yeah. And now when I look back at it and how many episodes I've dropped, I have three seasons out with different seasons doing different yeah. things. And it's just, it's yeah. it's a lot. But like I said, it was the inspiration. And like your love for God. Like for me, you know, growing up, I didn't, Outside of my church, there wasn't really many men that followed God like the people inside the church did. But to, like, see your social media and my friends' social medias and whatnot and how God influenced you not only throughout your life but throughout your podcast and everything you do, you're constantly involving God in everything. So I just want to kind of jump back a little bit and ask, like, at what time in your life were you introduced to God and how did you know that following God is what you wanted to do? Um, well, I'm a little bit biased. Uh, it's a great question. Um, I grew up in the church, like I'm a church boy, um, through and through. And it wasn't until recently that I kind of really understood what that meant. Beforehand, um, all of my family, I have some well-known, uh, pastors who are uncles and aunts and things like that. And so I've been in church all my life. Um, it's all I ever knew. Um, up until like five, man, I never went outside. I thought girls had cooties. I stayed in and watched <laughs> Joyce Myers and ate oatmeal on Saturdays and Juanita Bynum's. I was a real churchy, like, like, bro, I was churchy, churchy. Um, but over the years, um, after my aunt died, who was really my inspiration for ministry, um, we, we kind of came to this other church and just over the years, they kind of groomed me. They saw what she saw in me in terms of leadership and church and ministry. And um, they kind of groomed it without me knowing it. But it wasn't until probably I want to say maybe like five or six years ago um, where I was really like, you know what? Or really the Lord was kind of just like, bro, like this is what you're going to do. So don't run from it. And I still tried to run. And it's crazy. You ever try to run from a person who sees everything, who knows exactly where you're going to run to and is, is really redundant and dumb. And so I had to get to a point where I was like, you know what, Lord, let me stop trying to hide from a person who sees me in the hiding spot before I get there. And so I was just like, um, yeah, let me do this. But over these last couple of years, man, I've really had to do a lot of unlearning because what I didn't realize was that I was really learning religion. I wasn't really learning the relationship with Jesus. And so I was learning what was normal for church people, but I wasn't learning what should be normal for Christians. And it took me some time to get to this point. Um, and one of the dangerous things is not having to learn a thing. It's having to unlearn a thing. And because you've conditioned your mind, you conditioned your body, you conditioned yourself and your way of thinking into a certain way. So having to unlearn it is challenging. And, you know, it, for me, that's kind of where I've been. Um, and I didn't grow up with my father. Me and him have a pretty OK relationship today, but I didn't grow up with my natural father. And um, but the Lord somehow always put me around men, um, whether it were coaches, other mentors, uh, my spiritual father now who I met when I was eight. Um, but we really didn't grow a relationship till mm, I would say maybe about like seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. And so um, for me, I'm just learning that if you put God in everything, man, you can never really fail. Yes, there may be no's. Yes, there may be closed doors. But if God is before you, 
Uh, there's a reason the door closed. There's a reason he has to tell you no. And one, one thing that I learned about the Bible um, is that it's a rule book, but it's stuff to keep you free from the things that ultimately bind you. And a lot of people look at the Bible as something to just keep you bound. But really, if you look at all the stuff that's bad for us, it binds us. It keeps us in, in, in trouble. Having, you know, premarital sex and all that type of stuff, man, which don't get me wrong. I have never been perfect and I never will be. I have fallen a whole bunch of times and um, I'm probably sure I'm going to fall a few more times on the road. But um, for me, when God speaks to you and he does speak to you, um, you have no choice but to to listen and to just once he gives you an encounter, it's, it changes your life forever. It doesn't make you perfect. It doesn't make you better than anyone. It just makes you loved. And when you know how loved you are, man, you don't want to go outside of that love ever again. And so that's what I'm learning now. And that's kind of where the whole church dynamic has gone for me. That's so crazy because I can relate to that in so many ways. Because even growing up down here, we was always in church, Mm -hmm. you know, and me and my father, we, he, it was just a kind of on and off relate. Like my father was there, but he wasn't always there. And I never really had that close relationship with my father. And we know we're cool now and whatnot, but like you said, God always placed me around men, whether it was coaches, like you said, that inspired me because I'm on track growing mm-hmm. up or yeah. male teachers that inspired me even yeah. in college uh, with my job that I'm at now, uh, always looking out for me. And for me, I never really, I never really cling to men like that. Yeah. Because I grew up around females, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. my mom, my aunts, my grandma, uh, my sisters, and of course I have a brother. But, you know, like you said, growing up in the church, you were always taught like religion, you know, what the Bible says you should yeah. You saw the way that everybody else lived. Mm-hmm. You know, people go to church, you know, they hear the word, they shout, they cry, you know, they pray, then they go home and you don't see what everybody's doing outside of their lives. You just see what's going on in your household outside. Mm-hmm. And... It wasn't until last year, like, uh, actually, when I got to college, I started kind of wanting to find God. And mm-hmm. I've always been interested, intri- what in the world I'm trying to say? I've always been inter- interested in the church. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being at the church. It was like, it's just the feeling of home when I was there. When yeah. I got to college, that's when I started realizing, you know, who God was. But I'm young. I'm in this world. I'm like, you know, God can wait. I want to enjoy the things of the world. I want to smoke weed. I want to drink. I want to do all these things that everybody else is doing. But when I started getting in trouble for the things that I was doing and it wasn't working in my favor, like my friends did, they could Mm. party all night, get up and wake up on time to go to class at 8 a.m. Me, I was missing it. Yep. And it's like, God was telling me, like, you have a different calling on your life. You can't do the same things that everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but God, look at them. And he's like, I understand. He said, but you're not them. Yeah. I have a different calling for them. And like you said, you know, I didn't want that life. I wanted to run from it. So I felt like Jonah. I was running. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of this life when everything attached to me is with God. Mm -hmm. And when my friends are going places, oh, well, we didn't think you liked to be in that environment because, you know, you're too churchy. Like things like that Mm -hmm. would offend me. And. God would just convict me, like, why are you afraid of me? Yeah. Why are you afraid to share my name with people? Why are mm-hmm. you embarrassed of my name? Yeah. So I started surrounding myself with people who follow Christ. And, you know, sometimes everybody that follows Christ isn't somebody that you should have in your circle. Yeah. And I didn't start really finding God for myself until last year during this pandemic mm-hmm. when everything shut down and he broke me. Yeah to create me to who I am. And it's like, I had to realize I cannot suffer alone. I have to suffer with God. I'd rather suffer with God than suffer by myself. Yeah, that's for sure. So with things like that, that I can relate to you in so many ways because that is hard out here, man. And I I think it's crazy. You say that. I think one of the hardest reasons why the Lord convicts, because listen, my conviction is crazy, man. Like when I went to college, bro, like, um, I got up there and my roommate smoked all the time, like for the first first semester, bro. Like we was high every day. Um, I was high and then my, my roommate was drunk all the time and we never had to pay for it. We never. And it's just funny how the enemy does what he does, bro. Like he'll it's crazy. The Bible says he'll just put it in front of your face and you fall, but he'll make it to where it's easy for you. He'll make sin easy for you. 
And um, and so we never had to pay for anything. I never had to roll up nothing. I was always invited to the sessions. I was always in there. And then, you know, I'm I'm going to be honest, bro. I'm a true nigga at heart. So, like, I'm a clown. I'm like 97 percent like funny and the other three percent you just gotta you gotta figure it out when i'm serious and when i'm not but um and i'm super sarcastic so it's just like i was always just having fun i'm always just doing my own thing but i always had that voice that was just like why are you here and what really broke me was there was one moment bro when i was in a session when i was like at the height of my sin and stuff where the lord himself was just i was i was high but i was sitting there and i was like and the lord was just like why are you here and I heard it, and it scared the dog piss out of me, bro. I was like, what in the world? Did y'all hear that? And everybody was like, nah, nah, bro, you hot, you tripping. I was like, nah, this this ain't a hot thing, bro. Like, I didn't, I didn't see some stuff. This is crazy. Um, It's just crazy. Once you hear the voice of God, you know it's the voice of God. And he speaks in so many different ways. And so he just called me out of it. I've stumbled here and there, but for the most part, man, like your conviction, I think, comes when... One, if you lose conviction, it's probably because the hand of the Lord is lifted from your life, which is a dangerous place. But for as long as you have that conviction, you know it's a sure sign that the Lord is still with you. And when you're a called person, there are things you can't get away with. And one of the greatest um, adversaries to calling is when you try to compete or when you try to go and you try to adjust yourself to how somebody else is living. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look at somebody and be like, oh, or compare yourself to how other people are living and things like that. That's one of the, the oldest tricks that the enemy uses against people who are mm-hmm. super called. It's just like, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, you know, the Lord's just like, there are points where he's like, all right, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead and do it. You're going to come back to me eventually. Um, but then there are seasons where he's just like, all right, enough is enough. And so um, being convicted is a great thing. And we look at it as a bad thing because in the moment we like, Lord, I, I really want to, man, I want to bust this shorty cheeks. Lord, I want I want to get high, I want to drink, I want to go to the party, um, you know, all this type of stuff. And your conviction is just like, nah, this <laughs> can't do this. And a lot of times we choose to ignore the convictions, but it's it's just the grace of God, man, that really keeps keeps us sane. And we don't realize it, that he allows us the opportunity over and over to come back. So it's it's really crazy, man. Like it's it's no joke. But once you get a taste of of the Lord and like His real grace and His real love, you won't change. You won't change. Like you you won't go back to what you knew or what you thought. And again, bro, I can relate. I'm the most goofiest yeah. person anybody has ever met. It's like even when I'm mad, my friends, people around me will sit there and laugh at me. Yeah. And that, because I, for me, like when I get loud, I, I don't know how to yell. My voice is just loud, if that makes sense. And they just be laughing, like, are you mad? Are you yelling? <laughs> but like you said, like you was invited to everything. Like, yeah. A cool person. Yeah. Like, I, the parties. Yeah. Everything. But when I realized, like, my situation for me, I went to a house party mm-hmm. here in Greensboro. Of course, I went to AT and. God, I'll never forget this day. In the middle of the house party, I just heard something like, get out of here. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm enjoying myself. Who's talking to me? But it was like, no, nah, you got to leave. Like, you got to leave. I just started feeling completely uncomfortable with everybody mm. I was around. I told my friends. I was like, look, y'all, I'm out. Because I had just got a car. I said, I'm leaving. And it was like, well, we're not ready to go. I said, well, if you ride it with me, I, I got to get out. <laughs> we out. So I left. And when I got back to my dorm, because I was staying in Villages, um, I just started praying. And I wasn't a prayer. I, yeah. like, I didn't know how to pray, you know, other than uh, our father who already had mm-hmm. be that name. Yep. I ain't know much. But I was just like, God, like, why you tell me to leave? I, it, it wasn't like, no, who told me to leave? I, the first thing I said, God, why'd you tell me to leave? Mm-hmm. And it just got quiet. And come to find out, it was a party that ended up getting shot up. Wow. We had students that died at that party. Wow. And I'm like, dang, you know, had I still been there, who's to say that I yeah. wouldn't have been one of those students? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's when I tried. I just tried to find, I guess you could say, I had to find better discernment and judgment of things. And mm-hmm. I'm close to my pastor at my church. So I would talk to him about things, like sit down over dinner and just talk about everything that's going on for spiritual guidance because I didn't know how to talk to God. I didn't know how to communicate with God. And he was like, well, how do you communicate with your friends? 
he said the Bible says that you can call him your friend. Yeah. He was like, there's no specific way to pray. He said, what works for you works for you. Mm. And I had to find a way to sit and talk to God, but also how to balance out my personality, who I am as a person, but also make that fit into what God wants for me. Mm -hmm. Or let me say that again, to allow what God wants for me to fit in my life. And mm -hmm. I have to alter and make sacrifices to who I am to follow his will. And that was one of the hardest things that I learned to do was to follow God mm -hmm. because it's like the things that you used to do, you can't do no more. Yeah. And saying no to these friends that you used to smoke with, you mm -hmm. know, every day yeah. that we was drinking with every night, yeah. the parties, the, um, like you said, the girls yeah. that I was, you know, and it was like, you got to say no. And I'm like, but I, it's, it's hard to detach my flesh mm -hmm. and to deny myself from things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. But last year, man, it was a humbling experience for everything. <laughs> for like, sure. God was just getting me for everything. Yeah. <sighs> and it's, it's, it's always tough sometimes, man, because it's like <laughs> in those seasons when the Lord just hits you back to back, like the Lord be slapping me, bro. Like, I'm like, dad, can I live? Like, he, no, you inconsistent. You do this. You don't do that. And da da da, da. And I, I had to get to a point. I was like, Lord, do you really love me, dog? Like, you sound like the rest of these Negroes who keep talking about me and stuff like that. But then he, he challenged me and was just like, no, love does not act without consequence. And he was like, I chasing those who are my love. If I didn't care for you, I would let you continue living the life you live. And so when the Lord points out your flaws and stuff like that, it's because he sees you as a perfected being how you're acting is not that being he's he's looking for. And so he's trying to clean you up to your, your original nature. He's trying to get you to a place where this is who you really are, not who you're settling to be. When we deal with our insecurities and we deal with all this stuff that's going on, when he comes down and be like, yeah, dog, you need to fix yourself. It's because he's saying, yo, I really love you enough to not let you stay here. That's a friend. That's a father. Mm -hmm. And so if your friends and your father don't, don't hold you to that kind of a standard, then you you might need to get you some new friends. I don't know if you can get a new father, but um, you know you got to do something with that. But um, it's crazy. At some point in your life, man, part of me giving up a lot of stuff that I gave up, I just got I just got tired of it. Yeah. The life you know, the life that we see a lot of people live, the life that we used to live, and things like that, or the life that we live, um, things get old. The older you get. As you age, your tolerance for stuff. So it's just like in, in other moments, I'd be sitting in a session. I'm just like, yo, this is old. I get high. Now I'm hungry as hell. And I don't know what to do, all this type of stuff. And I, you just get tired of living specific lives, like certain things, redundancy. Like, I really don't know how people continue. I see how we was doing it in college, but I don't see how people are grown adults. And they continue to wake up every morning. The first thing they do is smoke. And some people, I guess, they operate better with it. I don't know. It was never me. Um, I just always got tired and hungry. And I'm 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 only five nine, maybe 150 pounds, but I'm not I'm not a super tall dude, not a super big dude or whatever. So it's just like for me, I never get fat or anything like that. So I'm like, what's the point of me eating all this fruit, man? Like I ain't putting on no weight or nothing. So it just at some point you get over it, man. It gets old and it gets old quick. But again, I don't judge nobody, man. Like if if you're still smoking, if you're still drinking, man, that's your prerogative. My job is not to judge you. My job is to love you and love you enough to to just be your ear, be an ear, be a friend, help you. You know what I'm saying? That is what it means to be a true Christian. The Lord really challenged me, man. I was listening to a song and um, not too long ago, and he really just reminded me. He was just like, yo, I'm with you. The The whole purpose of love is it does not act with agreement. I don't have to agree with you to love you. If that's the case, then the Lord would not love us because we do stuff daily that he doesn't agree with. I don't have to agree with you to love you. Love supersedes agreement. And so I don't have to agree with how you live. I don't have to agree with your morals. You don't even have to believe in my God, but it doesn't mean that I have to love you less. And what happens is people have gotten under this whole thing where it's just like um, no new friends or um, birds of a feather flock together. It's not always the case. Jesus went and picked all of the hood niggas. Thank you know what you. I'm saying? He picked all of Thank the hood niggas you. and he called them into who they are. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, who am I to only be around the, the goodies? Who am I? And he says, he says, man, I didn't come here for people who were healed. I came for the sick. And so it's just like, for me, 
at this point in my life, I really don't care, um, you know, what you, who you label me as. If I'm helping people heal, if I'm being the representative or the extension of Jesus in people's life, that's all that matters to me. You know, for me, and this is a transparent moment, I don't really share this a whole lot, but man, there's so many people who have asked me questions and stuff like that, like, bro, like, have you ever dealt with homosexuality and all this type of stuff? Because of the fact that I have a lot of friends who, male and female, who are in that arena or who choose that lifestyle. And I'm like, dog, what? That's their lifestyle. That's what they choose. Does that mean I have to be not be a good friend to them and things like that? And for a while, it it busted me up, bro, because I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? Am I dressing a certain way? Am I talking a certain way? What am I doing? And I, I, I asked I asked mentors and, and stuff like that. And my mentor said to me, he was like, I call him my father in the Lord. And he, he's my pastor. And he, he said to me, he said, Keenan, the anointing on your life is attractive to everyone, good, mm. bad, in between. But your job is to continue flowing in your anointing. It's to flowing in your mm. grace. And if you give up on these people, then then who's to say that they won't ever receive Jesus? Not to say that I am their Jesus or anything like that, but if people, we don't cross paths with people by accident. You're the watchman for them. Yeah, I, it, and even if, even if you're just, even if it is that, you know, that day you meet a random person, it's random to you, but it was known to God. And so when you are light, as, as Jesus calls us to be, when you are salt, man, you add flavor to the driest of places. And even though people think that the party life is the most lit place, it's really dry because it's sucking you and it's robbing you of everything. And when you are salt, it's your job to add flavor and to add that, that litness to people's lives. And so who am I to just take that away from people? So when the Lord really gave me that, that revelation, man, I don't really care what people label me as. If that, if that benefits you, go for it. But for me, I'm going to continue being a friend to those who don't agree with my lifestyle. And recently he screamed at me, expand. And I'm like, Lord, what the heck do you mean? Expand. I'm trying my hardest. And he's just like, if all of your friends look like you, you have closed yourself off. If all of your friends are your same race, you've closed yourself off. You've limited a limited God in you, a limitless God in you. And so these different revelations are the reason why like, I even do podcasts is because I want to share this stuff with people because when the Lord says it to me in the various ways, it'd be like, it'd be like, Chick-fil-A, when you super hungry, like I'm a super, I'm probably the reason Chick-fil-A is in business to this day. <laughs> so like on Sundays, I'd be hurting because the only thing I ever want on Sundays is Chick-fil-A. So Monday, when you bite into that sandwich, fam, it's like there is a God in heaven and he loves me so much. Like Chick-fil-A is manna, it's bread from heaven. I really believe that. Like when we get to heaven, we're going to be eating Chick-fil-A or at least they're going to be conducting the line. For sure, because they ain't nobody doing that better. But it's just like, man, it's 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 a crazy, crazy thing. But like these podcasts for me, man, have been uh, an opportunity for me to share with people just crazy stuff, simple stuff, really. But it's it's helped me to share stuff with people just at large. And my whole focus now, man, is just being love for people. And he said to me, he's just like, just be a safe place for people. If you're a safe place for people, man, people will come and they'll share stuff with you. You'll help them heal. You'll help them grow. You'll help them do, you know, what it is that they're called to do. As long as you're in me, I'll be in you. And the people around you will see that. They'll eat from that. So that's just really kind of what I don't even know how we got on that subject. But uh... but it's so dope, bro. And I swear we are so similar <laughs> in so many ways. Like my friends are going to hit it like, yes, who is this? <laughs> But no, like when you said about the disciples, like I be telling my friends, not not well, not just my friends, but everybody I meet, because every conversation I have with people go back to Jesus. And I'm a I'm a jump around. One of the biggest insults to me is when people tell me that I'm the nicest Christian they ever met. <laughs> and to some people that might be a compliment yeah. to me, it hurts yeah. because it's like as a Christian, that shouldn't even be something that should be said yeah. because we should all walk in love. Yeah, but for sure. just like Jesus, disciples, bruh. None of them were perfect. <laughs> For they sure. All they all had impediment. Yeah. Yeah. And he just came around. <laughs> yeah. And he was he was himself. Yeah. And people followed him. And it's like, even with me, like, I met this dude the other day. And, uh, well, not the other day, a while back. And he was like, you know, I've never met anybody that was my age that loved God as much as you, but you're so real. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking, like, he was just telling me things that he was going through in his life and whatnot and how he wanted to give up. And then he was like, well, I don't think you understand. And I just started telling him, he was like, yo, he said, I've never had anybody broke break down 
God to me. And I'm like, but listen, man, we all go through things. Yeah. And people fail to understand that like Christians were labeled on this pedestal to be these perfect people. Mm-hmm. And when we mess up, it's like, oh, you call yourself a Christian. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you you allow society to paint this picture of what you thought a Christian was. Mm-hmm. And now you're labeling me when I mess up. You know, when I stopped, when I when I got on the journey to cut back smoking and people would catch me smoking, oh, you call yourself a Christian? You smoke? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, we all have our own things. You do what you do. I do what I do. Just pray that I get better. Mm. You know, don't judge me. You know, the only things that I was doing was cussing and smoking. You know, I sacrificing <laughs> sex was hard. Yeah, right? yeah. Hard. for sure. For sure. But, it was like so many things like people was just labeling me of people that I wasn't like homosexuality yeah. also as well, like he was saying. And it was like, because you associate with people, but like you said, with Jesus, you know, his disciples was not perfect. Yeah. He got 12 of them. Yeah. That was just wrong. Ratchet. You feel me? Ratchet For sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jesus walked into the hood and was like, I want you, 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 come follow me. Yep. For sure. And, and like we felt like not well not we but a lot of people fail to understand that part and they just begin judging you based off of what they see you around like you said birds of a fle- a birds of a feather flock together but you never know that that bird that's leading the flock is changing people's lives yeah. you don't even know that yeah when I started college I had met a lot of people that wasn't always involved with God but you know I grew up with God so I was always religious mm. and. Little did I know I was impacting people's lives and not knowing and just talking about God. Mm-hmm. And when I have friends that tell me, you know, if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I would yeah. be. Like, yeah. you actually encouraged me to not want to do that. You encouraged me to pray. You encouraged me to want to talk to God. My best friend is the PK. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I remember one day we was joking when we were smoking. And he was like, uh, this was last sometime, not last year, the year before. And I said, man, if it wasn't for me, you'd go to hell. And he started laughing. <laughs> And then he came back to me the next day. He said, yo, you told me that if it wasn't for you, I'd go to hell. And I said, I wasn't serious. I was just joking. And he was like, no. He said, when I met you, he said, I just started praying more. And even my other friends, it was like, you know, just being around you, you always talking about God and your faith and how you do it. And I cried because it was like, you know, I don't see what everybody see in me. Mm -hmm. And like, I see myself as. I'm going to just use the Najee as a dirty diamond. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know my worth. I just know that I got a lot of dirt that God's cleaning off of me. But to know that people see something in you that you don't see yourself and you have people to hit you up mm-hmm. and like, oh, you're an inspiration and blase, blase. Like, that's why I just, I wanted to do this podcast episode with you because the inspiration that you've had wow, on me to walk with God and how, like, I've seen little similar things, like when you talk to Calvin. Oh, wow. On, uh, I remember you guys had a live. And oh, yeah. Talking, <laughs> and I was like, yo, I can relate yeah. to both of these guys. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how, you know, God will place people in your life yeah. at the right time. But at that moment, I'm like, I don't even need this. Yeah. But later on, I needed it. And I tweeted about that, how we'll look at things. Or somebody would say something to us, or we'll hear this good word, and like, oh, that's not for me, that's mm-hmm. for somebody else. But later down the road, you remember that word, and you're like, dang, Isaiah 43 and 19, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first heard that scripture, it was just coming into the new year. And you know, you version, the Bible app, it doesn't, it won't always give you the full scripture, it'll just give you part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have posted on their Instagram story, and it said, I am doing a new thing. Yeah, do you not see so it? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. I'm going around telling everybody I'm doing a new thing. And man, God gave me a storm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but God, you said I'm doing a new thing. No, this is literally what I'm telling myself. Because like I'm, I talk, I'm talking to you like how I talk to God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, you told me I'm doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a believer, you know, you start to speak over yourself. And I'm like, no, that's not what God said, Des. He's not. He didn't say he was doing a new thing. Read the word. And when the Bible says I, it doesn't mean I as in us. It's I as in God. Yeah. God says, I am doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. And if you continue reading, he's like, I'm creating roads in the wilderness mm-hmm. and rivers in the desert. Yeah. And here I am stopping at, I'm doing a new thing. I can't create no road in the wilderness. Yeah. And I can't I can't put a, a river in the desert. Mm-hmm. But as I kept reading, I started to understand my storm. And here I am at a crossroad with my life because I'm focused on the physical. Am I going to go left or right mm-hmm. when the wilderness is in front of me? And God's like, you have this faith in me. 
you have to trust me and walk into the wilderness mm-hmm. and I'll create a path for yeah. you. But I'm like, God, I don't see a path. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like with the podcast, and you were saying how um how I have so many episodes. To me, I feel like I'm behind. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be having so many blanks where I don't know what the <laughs> crap to talk about. And my friends be like, well, just record things. And I was like, I, I, I don't even know what to record. I have so many things that I have started that I have to go back and do. And it's like, it's yeah, it's different. But God is like, I'm creating paths for you. Yeah. You have to have faith for have faith in me. I'm doing a new thing. Yeah. And but it's sometimes we fall out of faith. Yeah. And and part of it is that, you know, and it's crazy because I just spoke on this Sunday randomly, but I'm um, last Sunday randomly. But this same scripture, um, but part of it is, well, you have to rely on the Lord like you have to. And when when he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing, dog, that's a scary place because mm-hmm. you don't know what's in front of you. You don't know. It's almost nope. as if like it's darkness in front of you, but light behind you. You're lighting a path. You're lighting a place. And the only person you can trust is the Lord. And so, you know, I'm, I'm making rivers in the desert. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 turning what what people think is is normal i'm turning it into extraordinary like i'm doing something so crazy that you have no choice but to trust me and you have to like you literally have to trust me because no one else has seen this and it's crazy but our tomorrow is yesterday to god and so why would we not trust him and why would we not believe in him and it's crazy because it's like even if you're a person who who has never known jesus has never known god and you're like you're like oh um I've seen so many fake Christians and so many fake things and this and that. It does not stop the power of love of God for you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just try me one time. And if you one don't time. know, and if you don't know, you you really are trying him because he's allowing you breath every morning. Do you know that your body does not wake you up? Your body don't wake you up. Your body listens to something. It is the Lord who wakes you up every single morning. It is it is the Lord who, who tells your body, who told your body, who breathed when he breathed into your body, when it would get up, when it would go to sleep, how to shut itself down, how to wake itself up. It's, it's small stuff like that that we take for granted that we don't realize. But like when you really go back and you study and you look at just you, I, I'm weird. So I'll look at my hands and I'll look at my feet and I'm walking. I'm like, yo, I'm really walking. Like, I don't know. That, that probably sounds like a high thing to say, but like, nah, I really I do it, stuff bro. like that because it's just like it's wild. But you you can't take stuff like that for granted. So I, I will just encourage you, man. Don't 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 worry so much about what to say. I would rather you have something to say than to just try and say something. So really, just you know, when something sparks you, write it down. Write it down and and make five points from what sparks you and things like that. Like you don't have to say because because. To be honest with you, the podcast world is getting extremely overcrowded now because people are just, they want their voice out there. They're bored. They just want to say anything. But the most influential, the most impactful people are ones who are saying something that matters. And and the Lord really, like, challenged me on that. So this next season of my podcast, it's going to be stuff that actually matters. Like, my first one, I'll give you this. The the first episode is what are we really talking about? And the way I'm finna go crazy on this thing is going to be insane because it's just like, what what are we really talking about as Christians, as people, as men, as women, as a culture? Like, what are we really talking about? Like, Bill Gates has 97 streams of income. What are we really talking about? You know what I'm saying? And so it's just stuff like that. But it's, it's, man, it's, listen, the Christian walk is not an easy one. And it was never promised to be easy. Christian, like, like religious people made it seem like that. But it was never promised to be easy. But he did say it would be rewarding. And so it, it's, it's something that's going to pay off for, for everyone. So, man, like, dude, you're influential and you're more influential than you think. Don't discredit yourself. You deal a lot in insecurity. And I, I want to share with you not to um, because you you you're a powerhouse, man. And, and your level of influence extends beyond what you think, even to the point where you will have people who are talking about you, but who really want to draw from you. And the way that they get close to you is by talking about you because they know that they can grab your attention. And so, you know, when you have haters, it's it's a glory indicator that there's something on you. Jesus had the greatest of haters. If there was nobody talking about him, why why would his life even be significant? You know what I'm saying? And you could tell how significant your life is by how much hell tries to throw people and situations and stuff at you. And so whenever you see that there are people who are talking about you who just randomly have your name in their mouth, it's an indicator that you're doing something. 
Hell will never talk about something that's not moving. It will never talk about something mm. that's not that's not progressing. Hell, demons don't fight other demons. Hell don't fight other other people from hell. They only fight those that are opposed to what they're doing. And so when you see hell coming at your life, when when trouble after trouble after trouble and trauma coming after your life, it's an indicator that there's something God about you. There's something good about you and, and there's something greater about you. So um, you being cares like like legit, man, like keep going. This is going to grow beyond what you think it is. And, and I mean, even as we're talking, man, like TV show, like uh, on air personality in different arenas and in different places, when you really submit, when you really go hard, when you really come out of the, the, the low place mentally and, and not feeling good enough but feeling the confidence that, you know what, God called me to do this. And it's not a cocky thing. It's not a, not a, you know, a prideful thing. It's a place of Godfidence where you're like, you know what, God called me to this and I'm just going to walk in it and, and who like it, like it, who don't, don't, God's going to get the glory. So just be encouraged, my friend, like you're, you're doing amazing things. And it's, it's really literally just the beginning for you. I appreciate that, dog. I really do. Like, I ain't even about to get up here and start crying. <laughs> don't do that, dog. I don't want to put you out there like that, my friend. <laughs> but one thing you said <laughs> that stuck out that I was telling my listeners the other day is that you have to try God. Yeah. And like me, I always give analogies. And even though the analogies might not be the best, but I use analogies as drugs, for example. Mm-hmm. When you first started smoking weed or when you first started drinking, you know, you didn't you didn't start off taking chugging a whole bottle. You know, when you started smoking, you didn't start out doing seven blunts a day. And I feel like when people fail, when they try to come to God, is when they try to give him everything and what their expectation isn't what they expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And I was telling them, like, you know, you have to try God with small things first. Yeah. Don't don't give everything and you don't even know what you're giving things mm-hmm. to. Like, for example, I said, when I first, for, for myself, when I started, first started believing in God, I gave him my attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the biggest thing that everybody was telling me that was not good. Because I grew up, I was, one thing about me, I was a hothead. Mm. And God was like, you know, he would literally put me in situations. I felt like I was always on attack mode. When I would pray that he would fix my attitude, Every, every it seems like I couldn't catch a break because everybody kept coming for me. And I'm like, and I would, I, bro, I would be in my car and I'm like, God, if I walk in here, and these people say something to me. I'm a, <laughs> like, you know how I'm going I'm to walk yeah. in here. I'm, a I'm going off, for sure. And I'm going to show mm-hmm. off. Yep. And God said, do yep. it. He said, why would I do that? <laughs> and he was like, what's this you want to do? And you don't talk about it, do it. And I'm like, no, I ain't going to do that. And, like, he would just mellow you out, <laughs> just calm you down. And, like, it just, yeah. it would feel good. Yeah. And just trying God with little things, you just realize how much he can move you from one situation to another. Yeah. And next thing I know, I found myself trusting in him. Then I found myself, I right, well, he done done all this for me. Maybe if I give him my life, mm-hmm. I'm going to see how he moved with it. And, you know, that was, that was, that was, that was a journey. Yeah. But the way that I saw God move me and everything that I do, if, if I, if it ain't with God, if God don't rock with it, I ain't, yeah. doing it, you know, if I talk with God and he don't give me an answer, I'm going to just wait right here until he give me an answer because I ain't about to go over yeah. there. And then I end up looking stupid yeah. because I didn't try something I knew I shouldn't have been trying. And that takes discipline. That takes a, an insanely amount yeah. of discipline to be still. You know what I'm saying? And simple things could just be like for me every morning I wake up. I just My prayers aren't super long all the time now. Don't get me wrong. I have grown to become like a crazy prayer person. But um, in the mornings, I just... Lord, thank you for a new day. That's it. Simple things like that, the Lord honors. And what if today for a minute you pray, Lord, thank you for a new day. Thank you that I could see. Thank you that I could walk. Thank you that I could breathe. The next day, you know what, Lord? Thank you. You held me yesterday. Now today you you, you allowed me to see another day knowing, daggone, well, I didn't do nothing that I probably should have done yesterday for you. But thank you. Your prayers grow based off of relationship. Dag, Lord, like all these people have passed away from COVID. My God, I've not got, mm. I've got, I've not gotten COVID. I'm still living. I'm still breathing. I'm still healthy. You've kept my family. And even if my family did get COVID, you know, they're, they're on their way to healing. And even if I did lose someone from COVID, Lord, I know that you've ended their suffering. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's stuff like that, yeah. that, you know, those different things you have to, it takes a mature believer. But for the person that's just like, I will try Jesus, find a Bible plan that talks about, you know, yes. about, about favor or that talks about the love of God. Start in John, you know what I'm saying? Like really start to understand God. You, he's a relational person. He's not just someone who just sits high and just dictates and demands and commands. He comes down and he dwells with you. He talks to you. He, he's with you every day, whether you believe it or not. And honestly, it's just crazy to think about it, but he with you when you smoke in the J. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like he's stand, he's sitting right there. I mean, he probably looking at you like this nigga. But he like, right. <laughs> he like, I still love this person. I love this person more more than life. Jesus loves the person. He hates the sin, and his love for the person outweighs your sin. And sin isn't just smoking. It's not just drinking. Sin is being disobedient to his word. Sin is, you know, going against what what he asks of us. So I don't I don't want to just. I hate when we just try to make sin about homosexuality or drinking or smoking right. or stealing or lying sin is whatever goes against what god wants and so and one is not greater than the other the greatest sin we could ever commit is blaspheming the holy spirit mm-hmm. is 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 saying that that little voice in your head is just karma it's just saying that that little voice in your head is just oh that's just me yeah it, part of it is you but mostly it's the holy spirit telling you nah nigga this ain't it get out of here bye stop this and when you start listening to that voice then the voice of god gets louder when you start reading the world it de- the word it definitely gets louder and then when you surround yourself with people who just want to be better when you surround yourself with people who are achieving and striving to know god and to want to live the way that he wants all of that makes the difference but you have to take the step god's not just going to throw himself on anybody you have to take the step to want the relationship with him that's what he gave Adam and Eve the uh, the ability to choose. He gave them the ability to choose and they chose. They suffered a consequence, but it never stopped the love he had for them. And he still gives us the ability to choose daily. So when you make a decision, all of heaven is ready, ready to war for you, yeah. ready to bring you into financial breakthrough, ready to, to kill all the mental instability in your life. Like when you make the decision to say, Jesus, I'm really ready, my God, like, Whatever that looks like between you and me, your relationship may not look like mine. Mine's may not look like the next person. That's the goodness of God. He's so versatile that every one of us can have our own totally unique relationship with him. And who gives a flying flip? Who cares? Like, who cares about our relationship, you know, specifically with the father? Let me have my relationship. Let me grow it. Let me groom it. How he talks to me is how he talks to me. How he talks to you is how he talks to you. My only job is to love you, correct you where there can be correction because there is accountability with love. But it's not my job to tell you you're going to hell. My job is to help you and prepare you to get to heaven as a friend, as a fellow Christian, as as a human. You know what I'm saying? So when we get those principles right there, man, that's how Christians should be talking to one another. That's how Christians should be moving. I, I can't put you in hell. I can't put you in heaven. My only job is to be here for you, to be a friend, to show you the the Jesus that I know as much as as much as I can. Not to be Jesus, but to show you him. You know what I'm saying? You know, you are preaching facts because it, it's just so crazy. Like, I'm telling you, my friends, like, they really about to ask me who you are. <laughs> I made a post a while back and I was like, you know, a lot of times we allow people to tell us how we should pray. Yeah. A lot of times we tell people, we try to let people tell us how we should live our lives and when we should invite God into our lives. But your relationship with God is your relationship with God. And on top of that, it's like you got to meet God when you are ready. Mm. And, you know, you can't force yourself to jump on to God and you don't know nothing about who this man Mm. is. And uh, the other day, last week, I, I had a down day and I was talking to one of my friends and... What did she say to me? Um, She said, you have to start expecting God. You have to stop expecting God to do what you want him to do and read his word to figure out how God moves. And it it just dawned on me because a lot of times in life we have, like Bishop T.D. Jake said, you open, you turn, you hit your power button on your phone. Your phone's going to come on. When you send a message, it's going to tell you that it's delivered. Mm -hmm. When you open an app, it's going to open. We know we, our phones have made us think like when I do this is going to happen. Yeah. But like you said, God's oh, time is good. a different timing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like I use Greenfield for a big example because they're always doing uh, construction here. We have this urban loop that goes around our city. 
And, you know, it took, they're still not done with it. And they've been doing that since I moved to Greensboro when I was a mm-hmm. kid. And I'm like, you know, we can, we try to rush God to do so much in our lives, but we have to understand that God's timing is not our yeah. timing. It took, it's taken Greensboro maybe over 14 years to build this urban loop that they haven't done. And God created the world in less than 10 years. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. we don't, we, our minds, like, we don't comprehend all of that. But we go and, expect God to do this, that, and the third. And we listen to what all these Christians say on social media and in the church. Oh, tell God what you want and he'll give it to you according to his will that shall be done. Mm-hmm. But they they put according to his will that shall be done is fine print when it should be the biggest thing that you yeah. see. You know, you're telling God that you want a car and you want this and you want that. But like the Bible says, faith that our works is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't ask God to give you all of these things and you're not doing anything to help go towards mm-hmm. it. But to come back, um, God, lost my train. <laughs> it's all good. That happened to me all the time, man. But oh yeah, the fine print according to His word, it shall be done. We forget about that. Mm-hmm. So we're so caught up in asking God for this new car, this new house, and all of this stuff by the end of the year. But if it's not in God's will, then it won't be done. Yeah. And that's when our expectations aren't aligned with what God wants in our lives. And that's when we have to go back to the word and figure out what God is trying to say to us. How do I fall into his will? Mm -hmm. How do I stay in his will? How do I stay connected with Mm -hmm. God? How do I build that relationship with God? Because if we don't, we start to create expectations of what we want God to be in our Mm -hmm. lives. And God's like, I'm not that. You don't tell me what you want. I created you. Mm -hmm. I created your life. Yeah. And you know, I'm not gonna harm you, I'm gonna prosper you. And like you said, I am before yeah. you, I am with mm-hmm. you. And if God is before you, who can be against you? You know, yeah. if we walk out of our house and let me back up. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is when Jesus was on the boat and the disciples started panicking mm-hmm. because there was a storm and he got up and said, Why are you afraid? Mm-hmm. And I ask myself that all the time when I'm in situations and I start getting nervous and I start to allow my emotions. And my feelings to get the best of me. And I'm like, Des, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? If God said that he was with you, he's before you, and that you can call him your friend, and he's literally all around, what are you afraid of? God's already walked into the room before you walked into it. He's already set the environment. You just got to do your part. You feel me? And it's like, sometimes we beat ourselves up so much inside that we forget, we forget the bigger picture. Sometimes we, like I said, we expect God to do so yeah. much and we have our whole life planned out by 25. I'm going to do this. By the time I'm 30, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to get married at the age of 26. Yep. I'm going to be the biggest person in the world at this age and blah, 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 blah. And God's like, see, these are these expectations that you're putting in your life. Mm. And I didn't even tell you, you could do all of this. And then you take God out of the equation. Cause you're like, you know what, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it for myself. Mm. And then we go through this path and we realize that we literally cannot do it without Christ. When you start making plans, it says that you are in control of your own life. Mm-hmm. And it's not that when you come to God, you just out here this, in this, this thing winging it. The Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And when you, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. So all you have to do is align yourself with the plan that God has. The plan that he mm-hmm. has for you will not have you broke. It will not have you desolate. It will not have you in mental instability. It will not have you depressed. It will not have you anxious. It will not have you, you know, broken to your core. It won't even have you uh, getting mixed up with men and women who are not the one for you. And now you're heartbroken. When you align yourself with the will of God, the reason why our hearts break is because we make plans and we get with in situations that was never God's design for you. And the hard thing is we build this stuff that God has to ultimately let break down or he'll break it down himself because this was not what I designed for you. And it becomes painful. And now we mad at God like dog. I thought, you know, I'm tired and I'm yeah. giving, I, I quit smoking for six months. I quit smoking for two days. Like Lord, like now I'm going back to it. Cause you didn't do what I thought you were supposed to do and stuff like that. And so it's so indicative mm-hmm. of what you're saying, but it's just, it's, it's literally, yeah, I have this plan, a plan to prosper you. You're like, you yeah. are not meant to be out here working so hard to build a plan. No, mm-hmm. you were just supposed to tend to the ground. He tells Adam, dude, just tend to the thing that I've already created for you. That's it. I already built the garden. 
already built your your six figure lifestyle. I've already built yeah. your home. I've already built your family. I've built I've built the the happiness for you. And your only objective is to align yourself with what I built for you. Okay. So what? It may not be you know balling out like Kylie. So what? It may not be making music as great as Kanye or or producing music like anyone. So what? It, it's not you're on every Vogue magazine. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be, what I put you in is where you're going to get the most satisfaction. We're wired for success. That's what my bishop says. He 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 says, and it's amazing. But we're we're not wired for failure. We're wired for success. There is something in you that's going to get the most satisfaction out of doing what God called you to do. And if you have not found that satisfaction, I would dare to say you've not found what God has called you to do. Yeah, it may make you a whole ton of money, but we're watching all these celebrities be depressed with millions of dollars. Now, if that's you, if that's what you want to do, so be it. Having billions of dollars but depressed. Listen, my mental st- stability is way more important to me than the dollar. I want that's I, I want to enjoy the money. I want to enjoy the traveling. I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to just build all this stuff. And now I'm 70 years old. I built this big empire, but I'm lonely. My heart is cold. I'm broken. I didn't been through nine marriages. I didn't been through two relationships. Like, no, I don't want none of that. So you got to align yourself. So when it comes down to the plan that God has for you, man, it's phenomenal. It's great. It's it, there's provisions there. Now there's going to be some hardships. Yeah. Cause there's so much God teaches us in trouble. There's so much that God teaches us in trauma. And there's a scripture that says when your faith is tested, there's an opportunity for endurance to be strengthened. And the greatest things you learn, the greatest things in the hardest places, embrace the hard place. God's not going to let you die there. He's not going to let you let you stay there either. You know, he's going to bring you into a place where you're much happier, where you're much sustained. And do not let your mistake keep you there. Oh, God, man, I had a baby out of wedlock. Now I'm with the, the, the baby daddy ain't doing nothing. Or maybe you're a single father and the mom just was complete trash, whatever. Like there's still grace. God will bring you someone else and he's still going to sustain you and your child. You don't have to think that God hates you. You don't have to think that God don't love you. And whatever the case may be, there is still grace. It's new every morning for you. There's a throne of grace that he says, come boldly before it. I want to restore you back to your original place. I want to restore you back to your original mindset. And and culture has us running around here saying stuff that's so totally stupid. But because the culture is saying it, we, we're buying into it. And it's just like, dog, when you really think about some of the stuff that we're saying and the mantras that we're living by, it's retarded. It's not doing anything for us. And so when you get back to your original nature, when you get back and when you allow God to restore you back to your original mindset and your original way of thinking, which is open minded, which is clear, it's cl- there's a lot of clarity in it. You're going to look at stuff and be like, dog, this is so dumb. And you don't always, you know, speak on it. But you just in your mind, you're like, man, I I really was a wreck. I really was a mess. But the grace of God pulled me back in. Bro, you are probably the most inspirational person. (laughs) I know. That's all God, bro. That is so real. That's all God, man. I just I'm appreciative of you allowing me to be on your platform, man. Honestly. Like for real, I'm appreciative of you, bro. Like you have no idea. Man. I'm so thankful that God placed you here to Man. be an inspiration. To be an inspiration is to be a blessing. Man. To God be the glory, bro. Legit. But I want to ask you: Do you have any advice for any of the listeners out here, or any advice for me, or any questions for me, or anything like that? Man, I got a whole lot of advice. Don't do drugs, nah. Um, no. <laughs> no. Um, I think. My biggest advice would be to find yourself and you cannot find yourself pursuing anything else but the God who made you. When you find yourself, you know, you'll find so much more than when you find God, you find yourself, you find what it is that you're called to do. And it's not, it may not be in the church. Christians were kingdom people. It is not about being church people. It's kingdom people. Kingdom's not broke. Don't don't allow people because, OK, yeah, maybe you're chasing a bag. Uh, it's not so much about chasing the money It's if God gave me an idea, I will I will break my bones to release the idea in the earth, because if God gave it to me, somebody needs it. Somebody needs the idea in you. Somebody needs the the multi-million dollar company that's in you. Somebody needs the even down to the the tea company you want to start, the candle company you want to start those the smallest things. You never know. Senses. 
people's senses can trigger so much. What they smell can trigger so much. And so maybe you make a candle and it brightens someone's day because they're about to kill themselves. You know, it's the, you never know what God wants to do with the ideas that you have. But find yourself, even if that means getting off social media, even if that means cutting off people, get out of the relationship. Because you know daggone well it's not benefiting you. And yeah, maybe the sex is bomb, you know, but they're treating you like trash. That's not the life for you. Get out of it. Get out of it. Get out of it. Get out of it because it's trapping you and it's going to trap your legacy. And you can't change people. That's not your job. That's God's job. So don't don't be in something to try to change a person. Who they show you is who they are, you know, and so and, and believe it believe it um but i mean for the most part man like that's that's really what i would say just pursue kingdom kingdom is bigger than the church you may not be a pastor you may not be a preacher but there's something in you maybe god is calling you in the sports arena maybe he's calling you to be a scientist maybe he's calling you to be a makeup artist or or in the fashion world maybe you're going to be a celebrity stylist you know and be around people who drink and smoke all day that doesn't mean you have to number one give into that lifestyle or number two that you're in a wrong God can use you in any mountain. There are seven mountains um, of influence or spheres of influence. And God can use you in any one of those, man. Media, entertainment and arts, politics, education, family. Like there's so many places, economics, that, that the Lord can use you. Just, yo, Lord, use me however you want to use me daily. Um, and that's it. But um, do I have a question for you? Uh, I would just say this, man. What What keeps you... Time after time, what keeps you creating the content, the podcast? What What is your motivation? What do you want to see happen with the podcast itself? Oh, what keeps me? I'm gonna break yeah, because that was so many questions. God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was like 15. It's okay. My bad. Um, what keeps me, bro, believe it or not, and I know it's going to sound cliche to a lot of people, but God, I find my most creative content at, two and three o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. like there's times when i'm just up and i can't sleep and i'm like god what you want for me and i grab my ipad i go to my notes and i just start jotting down mm -hmm. topics and ideas things that i want to talk about mm -hmm. i'll find scriptures of some sort that i have to tie into it and i just start thinking about who i want to involve but consistency um where i want to see myself I just want to be an inspiration to others. You yeah. know, I don't want the happiness that the world gives me, you know, that's great and all, but you know, happiness is something that the world gives and the world can take mm -hmm. away, but it's the joy that I want from God. I want to know that at the end of the day, am I pleasing yeah. God? You know, am I doing what God wants me to do? So whether it's, my, whether it's season one, it's the blood <laughs> where everything on there is Christian yeah. content, or whether it's season two, where it's bringing to the mic and everything on there is entertainment. Yeah. Or whether it's uh, season three with my, my younger cousin is not mad at mm -hmm. You know, wherever wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, I always want to make sure that I introduce God at some given point, whether it's for 30 seconds yeah. or 15 seconds or whatever it is, to inspire people. Like, I didn't get here by myself. Yeah. When I started this podcast, I had zero, man, zero listeners. Mm. And wow. I started at June 10th, the day before my sister's birthday. And next thing I know, when they did their recap, I had my podcasters listening to two different countries. Yeah. You know, I had people in Canada yeah. that's listening to it, people in the United Kingdom that's listening to it, and, like, so many people in love. And when I first started it, I wanted everybody to listen. I wanted everybody's attention on me, but God was like, stop focusing on the world and focus on mm -hmm. me. Yeah, and that's good. I remember I was going to my friends like, yo, why aren't people listening to it? Why aren't people sharing it? And it was like, Dave, it takes time. It takes time. And God was like, patient. Yeah. You will ruin this if you rush it. So I had to be, I had to just be consistent. I was dropping episodes and people, they, I didn't even have <laughs> listeners. That's faith, and man. Like, that's big faith. And like a secret, yeah. when I first started, to get people to listen, this is this is so funny. I um, I had like five. I when I got to like the tenth episode, mm -hmm. I had only had five unique listeners, and I would double. <laughs> I got ten people listening to y'all. That's marketing, bro. When I got 10, twenty, you feel me? And That's like marketing. people just started coming in. Yeah, for sure. The love that I got, the um. Or when my birthday came and yeah. all the messages that people sent me, 
it was just yeah. it was just complete love man and i was like yeah. god i thank you for creating me to follow in your will and to yeah, do exactly don't fashion you yourself yourself after anyone you know it's great to have people who are inspirations it's great to have mentors and things like that but you're unique bro and and not just you but anyone who's listening but thank don't you. fashion yourself after anyone when you rob the earth of yourself when you're not yourself you're robbing the earth of another view of god and if there are seven billion people on the planet if we're mm. all trying to look like each other who's looking like god and so you know don't try to don't try mm. to be like anybody else yeah you can borrow things here and there because that's learning but you know be yourself there's only one you there will only ever be one you no matter how many people try to dress up like you talk like you move like you do what you do you know, there's only one unique you with your self function, with your mental capacity. There's only one you. So just be you, bro. And when you're you, that's what's going to attract people. God's not blessing who you pretend to be. He's blessing who you are. And so just continue to just be who you are. And then you'll see the fruit of your labor. You'll see the fruit of, of what you're building just kind of come into fruition. So just be you, bro. Unapologetically, unapologetically grow expand but don't ever change being yourself no matter who likes it that's it bro that's it for sure man i appreciate it again man for letting me be a part of your podcast man shout out to a and t i have a lot of friends or not a lot i have a few friends who have gone there so um charlotte is home for me i've never lived there but i want to so uh, i appreciate it man yes sir Thank you so much, dog. For sure, man. The next man. time we I'm gotta, down, I actually, a little secret, I may be moving to that area pretty soon. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what's going on. But we it, thank man. God for it. Thank All you, right, man. bro. Woo. Now, I told y'all that I had something special for y'all. And I did. I did. I did. I'm dropping all his information. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at I am Kenan Graham. And again, that was Kenan Graham from Graham Biz. If you don't know, now you know everything's getting dropped. I'm so glad I was able to record this. Like I said, I had something special for y'all and I wasn't joking. And remember, it's only up from here. I appreciate everybody, all my listeners out there that continue to show me love and support. You know, this is real and this is a God thing. Just like the sheer say, this is a God thing and I'm so grateful for every single one of y'all but I'm out I'm out I got more to do more is coming turn the mic out somebody hurry up turn it out turn it out I'm done